and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by my family today. Missy? I'm her big sister. Mike? I am her little sister. Tommy? I'm adopted. And our special guest, Liam? Yo. And today, we have a legitimate special guest, Brendan! Hello. <laughs> Now, Brennan is Tommy's best friend, and he's yep. in town visiting. So if you hear some laughing in the background or oddball commentary, and you're like, where did that come from? That's Brennan. Hello, Brennan. Welcome. Hopefully, you enjoy. And if you don't, well, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> you're just, just so courteous. How is everyone doing this week? So this week. Sorry. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Hello, and how is everyone doing this week? Hey, cut that. <laughs> no. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> this has already started. This week, in the middle of the night, Aaron reached over and grabbed the very corner of my covers, like all of them, and pulled them all off of me all at once. <laughs> and then I turned very confused as to what was going on. And then she just goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then puts it all right back. And then after about a minute, I hear, <laughs> she's just like giggling. <laughs> Oh, is she doing that in her sleep? Yeah, all in her sleep. Your wife is clearly possessed. Yeah. That was fun. Very fun. Had a very long, stressful work week doing some projects we have to get done ahead of uh, migrating some computer systems. All very boring stuff, but it was very long and stressful and several 15-hour days. And there's still more to go, but the big bulk of it is done. So thank goodness. I'm rewarding myself with a puzzle. Heck yeah. That's awesome. That my cat keeps laying on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic cats. Aaron's been doing this puzzle behind me here, which you can mm-hmm. kind of see. She's been doing it for like over a week now. It's a thousand piece oh, puzzle, but it is one of the most difficult ones I've seen. Hmm. I've had a lot because, I mean, spoiler alert, we didn't record last week, but no one else will know that. So these past <laughs> weeks, I had a birthday. Whoa. That's right. Happy belated birthday. Happy birthday, Tantan. I got okay, some coming. great, wonderful, thoughtful gifts. I'm just going to spoil the gifts you give me, Missy. Missy gives me cat and music-related items. Like Those two variables usually have to go hand-in-hand. Hand. And this year, it was the four members of KISS, except they were cats, and it was named Hiss. And it <laughs> <Nice>. was great. <laughs> it was great. So I wore that to my little birthday party. I have a few friends who surprised me. We went to Ooh. an escape room. <gasps> Ooh. And that was super fun. It was your typical, like, I forget. It was like ancient insert culture here. It was an ancient <laughs> thing we had to go to. And it was a lot of fun. I love it. We actually, we beat it in time. We beat it in time. Beat it. And a lot of the puzzles were super fun. We each had our own moment of like, oh, wait, what if you did this? And it felt good because we were all working as a team. Nice. A lot of fun. And then we went to go get some delicious Mexican food afterwards. Oh, oh, it was a good night. It was just a simple, chill, good night. What else? Oh, yeah. I might be starting a new job soon. Ooh. So I have a, a, a test day at a farm next week. And the owners are super nice. They're very accommodating, at least in the way that they're, they're presenting themselves. They immediately give off this, we're here to help you. It's okay if you mess up. We want you to learn kind of vibe instead of like, you mess up, you're dead. And it's really nice. So I can't wait to have that little test day and we'll see how it goes. Uh, I might be working two part-times, but it's just, you know, 
I need to make some more money. So what, what will you be doing at the farm? A little bit of everything. So I'm probably going to be running some of their markets because I, I've already done events with my current place of employment. So I'll be helping out with their markets on Saturday. I'm, I'll literally be on the farm. Farmers like markets. Yeah. Taking out weeds, taking out freaking carrots, washing the carrots in the carrot station, boxing up the carrots. And I may. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate you. I, For those of you that don't know what's going on, Discord has now implemented you can use emotes while we're all in a call. And so as he's talking, they keep popping up different emotes and it's that are related so to what stupid. he's saying. Yeah, it's very related to uh, watching them, packing them up, and then I may actually be like driving them to stations as well as like driving big farm equipment, which is going to be fun. So it's ev- everything really. And I'm... I tried really hard. I knew it was going to come. And I tried not to even, like, break it. But, uh, yeah, so I'm starting that. And that's going to be fun. Brandon and I went disc golfing today. And that was fun. For a first-timer, he's pretty good. Just gave me a thumbs up. That's it. <laughs> and it was, I don't know. It was a good couple of weeks. I enjoyed myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you've had a good time. Amy, how, how are you? Work has been stressful but interesting. So just trying to get the ropes of it. Now that I'm kind of in full swing of regular work. We didn't have the podcast last week because I could not join because I hurt my back. Mm. And I was like, you guys could do it if you want. And they were all like, not without you, Amy. You make <laughs> one L2 in podcasts what it is. And I, I said, oh, thank you, guys. So, uh, yeah, wow. you guys, grace, 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 gracefully, grace, graciously, graciously. That's what I'm looking for. Gracefully. Gracefully. You gracefully decided not to have a podcast last week. My back has since gotten way better, took immediate care of it. Whereas in the beginning of the year when I hurt my back, I didn't know what was what to do. But this time I was like instantly back brace, medicine, lay down, heating pad, like all of the things. So yeah, definitely, definitely went a lot better this time. And I am excited to announce that technically I'm officially caught up with editing the podcasts. Nice. Which has been huge. And I know it's a problem of my own making. I get that. But we've been releasing two podcasts a week for a while now until we got caught up. We're still going to have a few kind of behind since like last week we weren't here. We want to make sure we have at least one or two, you know, in the back pedal or back system, whatever you want to call it. Burner. But yeah, back burner. That's the word. (laughs) Back pedal? No. The back system. The back system. So that's been exciting because mostly in my life is wake up, get ready for work, go to work, come home, eat dinner, edit, watch a video to decompress from editing, and then go to bed and do it all over again. So life has been really stressful for me. And I'm just very excited to only be releasing one podcast a week, which I know might suck for our listeners, but it's going to be so much better for me. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So yeah, that's if our listeners are really upset about it. Just let us know. We'll start recording two podcasts a week. And (laughs) we'll make sure we can get you know, we'll be in charge of both. Once and we get editing both. Once once we get 100 Patreon subscribers, we'll do two podcasts a week. So if you Maybe want more podcasts, two different themes going on. There we go. Real quick, because I forgot this happened just yesterday. So also for my birthday, I decided I want to do a bunch of like adulting, like actually getting stuff done. So I went to go buy a few things, some clothes I needed. I've actually bought and assembled a new chair that isn't like falling apart. Wow. And it's. It's a Wait. great chair. It helps my back. Wait, you actually spent money on yourself? 
I know. I spent money on myself for once. I was like, I need to get some of this done for real. I bought new sheets because Gillian tore up my sheets. I bought an air mattress. So what happened is I go and blow it up outside because we just got home and it took forever. It like it took forever to get home. and Mom and dad were sleeping. So I blew it up outside and then I, I set it carefully. It was a queen size mattress. I set it carefully in the living room and Gillian claims the spot. And I'm like, perfect. Claim your spot. Go to sleep. I'm going to watch a movie with Brendan. And I watch a movie with Brendan and I come back and there's just this big old hole <laughs> right where Gillian was. And I'm like, you little shit. Like, I just <laughs> did that. I hate you. Mm. I don't hate him. I love him. I'm just mad at him. <laughs> that's it. That's his story. And then I found $5. Anyway. <laughs> so this week is a creative prompt week. Woo. Yeah. Ah, so exciting. <laughs> so what we like to do here at 1L2N, we like to give ourselves a word that helps to kind of get some creative juices flowing. And we create, you know, it can be a poem, a painting, a song, a story, whatever it may be. And it is based off of the word. So last week's word is, or I'm sorry, last month's word was nostalgia. So we will be presenting our projects for everybody today. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Who would like to go first? I do. Liam? I want to get mine over with. <laughs> Liam, you know what you have to do. What? You got to intro him. Again. Basically, Tommy went back in time, physically, literally, in every sense. He went uh-huh. back to the old house that we all used to live in, walking through the hallways, walking through the yards, walking through the street, the town, you know, just get a long walk. It's what Tommy likes to do. Have you seen the man? And he's just thinking about life. And basically, he wrote it down, but he misspelt it into musical notes. And this is what happened. Okay. Oh, okay. This is, that was, that was creative. I like that. It's probably more creative than what I did. So prepare to be disappointed. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is a little early, isn't it, sir? Yeah. I wanted to try to start the day uh, a little sooner. Well, in that case. Today is June actually the Winston. I, I I know what a day it is. Can we skip that all for now? Why, certainly, sir. And is there any way you can do some different prep work for today? Absolutely. What shall I prepare? A blueberry smoothie and three eggs over medium. But, sir, you don't like blueberries. I know, I know, Winston. But uh, I would still like it to get done. Are we expecting any guests? <laughs> Only if. No, we're not expecting anyone this morning. It's just myself. Well then, I shall have everything prepared right away. Actually, that's not all, Winston. Could you prepare some lavender candles near hot bath? Sir, I don't mean to intrude, but is everything all right? You've never requested any of these items before, and your heart rate is significantly higher than it should be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay, Winston. Thanks for asking. I really, I really do appreciate it. I'm just... I'm actually going to make this a routine. Every year, on this date, at this time, with all of these preparations. Is there anything you would like to name this routine of yours? In honor of you. Bro. Where's the musical notes? (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, so does any, anyone kind of know what I, I was going for? I don't know. I believe you're going for like an honor of you, like not for you, for Winston, but for someone that you loved or someone that you mm-hmm. liked or whatever. Made their favorite foods or favorite breakfasts and the whole candles and lavender was something that they would have liked doing. Yeah, Tommy was making something in honor of me because he knows what I like. (laughs) (laughs) But if he's making it in honor of you, what does that mean for your immediate future, Mike? Well, it's probably fraught with danger. (laughs) (laughs) Have you considered that that murder in your town today might actually be on its way? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. (laughs) If only. That would solve so many problems. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked that. I thought it was... It was very creative. Like, I I wasn't expecting that sort of... Like, it was really short, but I really liked the way that you did it. I liked you told this whole story just in this simple little thing. I don't think you really needed more information. I enjoyed it. I liked the way you played it out. Yeah, I really liked it. Quick and simple. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. My, Or at least my premise that I started out with was the idea I had was this, this guy's wife, this is like the second year that she had been dead, essentially. And this was the year that he's going to take her birthday and turn it into something that isn't painful for him and turn it into a way of remembering her so she can be they can be taken back to that exact day and just like enjoy it instead of hate the day because she's dead or something like that. So I wanted to do that, but I wanted to do it without directly telling you all that because writing is a very weak standpoint for me and I want to get better at writing. So this is like a practice and then on top of that, I, I think the thing I really hate about this is the voice acting. I love the little effects I did on the robot. I thought that was fun. <laughs> but I just need to practice my voice acting and really hone it in. Because Brendan and I were, I I was editing it for him live before this. And that first, yeah, I really <laughs> hate. And we just kept laughing at it. <laughs> kept replaying a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, I hate it, but I was like, I'm just going to leave it in. I, I will say I very similarly had a voice bit in here that i was like oh that's so bad and i had to re-record it because every time i heard it i just i thought that everybody would just laugh instead of listening so <laughs> yep yep if it helps we'll laugh at you anyway i think the only note that i would have for you is to maybe leave just a little more space in between the interaction between the winston and, and the character even if it's just like a second because I know that there's two parts where you're like cutting Winston off, but the other ones, it when you add that kind of little bit of space, it seems more like a conversation rather than a scripted mm-hmm. script. So yeah, that's the only thing that I would say to do in the future. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think, yeah, I mean, the voice acting, we're not professionals, but I don't think it was bad. Yeah, there's, so it's always yeah. practice, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the point of this. I noticed. Well, yours was fine. I was thinking about the one that I did for this week and like something I do with voice (laughs) acting as well. And it's just, yeah, it's something that we all have to get used to. And we would probably have to coach each other quite a bit on it. I just have trouble enunciating my words and having them not seem like a lisp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I laughed so hard when you (laughs) hit that, (laughs) sir. How hard you hit that, sir, as Winston? The R. Sir. Sir. (laughs) I died. (laughs) <laughs> that's what that's what i'm talking about i was like that sir and that yeah i was like oh those are just these are overly distracting and if i wanted to perfect this those are the those are changes i would 100 percent make how long did it take you to write it didn't actually take me long which i felt really great about this took me uh, usually something like this would take me way longer but it took me a little under an hour 
That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. good. So I felt good about it. Yeah. I've been thinking about it before, kind of like saying it out loud, but physically writing it down. I was like, okay, about an hour. Nice, 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 nice. Don't go, don't go. Mike, you want to go next? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Just because you were like, oh, voice yeah. acting issues. I gotta, so I got to find my- fun. Hold on. To compare. Yeah. No. Yeah, we can compare. I rushed this, so music stuff's definitely lacking. There, there's, there's a double meaning for this. There's a specific place. There's a park around where we grew up. And as I was writing this, I had uh, like a little nostalgia trip down memory lane. And I tried to include a bunch of spots that everybody here might know about in you know, Crofton Park. So if you imagine that, that's your little nostalgia trip for this. All right, Liam, go ahead and intro it. All right, so remember everything I just said about Tommy's. Now just <laughs> control C that <laughs> and control that V that for here. All right. Tommy, that—that's the one that applies here. Yeah, no. Mike time traveled, walked through the street, the you know the place, the area. That all happened. So apply it to Mike. There we go. Daniel, look. Stacy excitedly shouted to her husband, who kept a slow pace behind her as she pointed to the old concession stand next to the football field's parking lot. That's where we met. Don't you remember? Yes, I remember, Dan said softly. Stacy smiled and was filled with memories of those few youthful adventures by that concession stand that brought her and her husband together for the first time so many years ago. They started strolling around the walking path within the park, and she pointed out everything that brought back a wave of memories of her youth. The park was still beautiful after all these years, just as she had always remembered it. The pond in the center had that deep green glow around the edges, and the trees dropped their red leaves one at a time, which littered the grass and dark paved path with equal disbursement. The swing sets were overrun with youth, and the creaky chains which swayed back and forth sang aloud like an accordion's bellow slowly drawn from a single-held chord. The wooden-lined seats of the amphitheater showed their age, from the wear of the elements over the year, but there was fresh pavilion roofing, which brought Stacy joy as she knew that the generations to come could hold on to the memories they formed here, just as she did. Dan's heart melted at her enthusiasm. He allowed her to relive these moments unimpeded. She walked over to the old exercise equipment that surrounded the park's paved path. Its rusted pull-up bars and moss-covered concrete push-up pads made her giggle. Remember when you used to walk the path and stop at every station? She grinned. Yes, I remember, Dan said softly. They continued as Stacy passed the baseball fields, tennis courts, hiking trails, and other leisurely spots that brought back a flood of nostalgic memories. Dan stopped for a moment, struggled to keep a tear from swelling up in his eyes, while he watched his wife, excited with pure joy. Stacy turned around and said nothing. Her warm glow and deep admiration for the man she had spent so many years with needed no words to be fully expressed. The path finally looped back around to the start, and Dan saw their car ahead of them. He walked over to open the passenger door for Stacy when she joyfully shouted, Dan, look! as she pointed to the old concession stand next to the football field's parking lot. 
That's where we met. Don't you remember? Dan took a slow breath and softly said, Yes, I remember. They got into the car and Stacy looked over to her husband and said, Thank you for taking me here. That brought back a lot of good memories. Dan smiled. I know it does, he replied as they drove off. You can go to hell. (laughs) You got her. You bastard. (laughs) Success. Uh, Why? Why do you write sad so well? (laughs) Because I love it. (laughs) I love sad. Well, let's make it even sadder. And half the stuff you talked about in there no longer exists. It's oh, all been torn no. out. Oh, now oh, I mean him dead. Yeah, they tore half of it down to build the high school. There's a high school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, right in the feels, Michael. Yeah, that. I hated it. It was I stupid. Saw it stupid. Too. I saw it coming. I was like, oh, no. I was like, why is, he, why is he so sad? Why is this music so sad? I don't understand. <laughs> I, oh, I can't believe it. And despite being sad, I actually enjoyed the music that you had. I think it was perfect. I don't think you mm-hmm. needed more to that I than agree. you had. I think just the simpleness of it really, you know, <laughs> all those heartstrings. It was beautiful. And the fact that I knew where it took place helped me visualize the entire story. So, yeah, I think that that was kind of the the deeper thought that I wanted to do is write a story about memories in general and like happy Mm -hmm. memories. And I always had a blast going to that park because it was really big. And we got we were very lucky to have something like that there. So being able to go with all of you and, you know, do fun stuff and biking around the path Mm -hmm. and just playing on the playgrounds and stuff like that. That's always like going to be a nostalgic memory for me. But then, of course, I wanted to do that, you know, signature sadness and and talk about memories. This is good. But how can I really jab Amy with it? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a cool. personal attack. <laughs> it was beautifully written, Mike. Good job. Thank you. That's reluctant clapping. <laughs> how did you feel when when writing it? Like, were you sad while thinking about it? Or were you, like, happy because of those uh, well, honestly, I, I knew from the beginning that I wanted to do that sort of twist of like somebody that couldn't remember, you know, that had like some sort of dementia or something. And just the joy of being able to see the old fashioned things that brought them joy and having somebody there with them that, you know, knows that they are going to be experiencing these happy thoughts again for the first time in many years, even though it's like every day they do the same sort of thing. So that I started off with that point, knowing what the plot twist, so to speak, was going to be, and then just wrote it from there, specifically using the line, yes, I remember, to have the three punctuations. So the first time he's like, yep, I remember that. And then the second time he's like, yes, I remember. And then the third time it's yes, I remember. And, you know, that was supposed to be the, the, the linking thread through all of it. And I went a little more in descriptive just because I wanted you guys to experience the place and everybody who else yeah. wasn't there. Well, you know, they can make their own place up, get your own you place. Go. It's my piece. <laughs> so fast, progressive. <laughs> get your own place. Tommy, that was Arcus again. That's what I was thinking about using before 
coming on here. I was like, maybe I throw Marcus in there. And I was like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> this dialogue free two characters. I actually liked yours without the dialogue beca- or without the music because yeah. I think that it was more, it showed a different side because I think you've done music in every single one. I have, which is why I was like, yeah, it kind of helps not having it. And it usually you don't, if there is, it's very, very, very slow and calm or just like nothing really that expressive when there's exchange of dialogue between two characters. So I was like, eh, let's not have it. There doesn't need to be any. Well, I mean, again, I think that's kind of the beauty of doing what we do with these prompts is that it helps to push boundaries that you don't normally delve into. Yeah. And I think that you should try to do something else without music behind it, too, because I think that you could have a good idea come out of it. And sometimes the music doesn't add to it. Sometimes it, it can hinder it. I'm not saying it always will, but I think when you you know, take a moment to do something that you're, you don't normally do. It can, it can really shine. Well, yeah, yeah. that's the idea It's just to strengthen all aspects of writing and, and music in general. So I can get better at it so that I can provide feedback that I wouldn't normally be able to provide and also contribute by writing something. I will say I'm pretty stupid. So the twist didn't get to me real fast. I thought sh- she was dead and he was living a memory. I thought oh. it was he was physically in the memory like we were we were visiting his memory and he was sad about his wife being dead, not having dementia. I'm kind of dumb. I, yeah, I was expecting something like that where it was like or he wasn't actually there and yeah. she was looking at these memories and she was pretending like he was there and she was talking to him or something. That's why how yeah. I, sad, yeah. the sad way I thought it was going to go. But well, either it way, it still kicked me. <laughs> I like to. Yeah, it was a little more simple, which is what I liked. Yeah, it's probably best that I didn't have extra time to mess around with more music. I wanted to keep it simple, but you know, <laughs> I, I think you accomplish yeah. that. I think it works. I like, yeah, yeah but I you like, know me. With I like, I like. What if I just add one more horn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm legitimately though for no, no, no one else has ever composed the mic except me. And our files, it's like for me, it's like thirty instruments, maybe. But for Mike, it, if it's not triple digits, he did not spend more than 10 hours on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, come on. That's what you have to do. <laughs> you keep adding uh, until it's way too much, and then you can't distinguish between instruments. You're just like, this is a cacophony of noise, and I'm here yeah. for it. Now be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just like Tommy not having music in his you had less music in yours, which is a challenge in itself. Oh, poor. True. <laughs> I could feel that meow. She was not happy. Oh, God. Covered in hair. Liam, why are you all these shirtless? So you can show off his guns. <laughs> show them off, boy. Sh- show off them guns. Yeah. Show off them guns. Oh, he can't, he doesn't have his the headphones on. Brendan <laughs> yeah, loves that one. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Missy. I can go next, yeah. Hopefully I don't bumble over my words. Liam will introduce me. Don't stress if uh, none of it really makes sense. Makes sense in my head and I'll explain afterwards. So Liam, if you could introduce me, please. So what we got going on here is a poem that will be explaining the mind temple field of abstract. um, And then... Of it abstract will, what? End, if, yeah, it will explain the mind temple field of the abstract. Then, by the <laughs> end of it, you will all learn how it works. And <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, it will be good. Good song. Good um, poem. 
So we're going to cling to that word abstract here. <laughs> Forget everything else, right, guys? Okay. <laughs> the devil you know brings comfort, even as that comfort paints sepia and rose over the still-framed moments memory chooses to hang upon the walls of our own reflection. Each time we glance upon it, the shades grow ever-tinted as time passes, the hue a kind of sieve for pain and prosperity alike. For with each passing moment, we allow the lie of shadow to dominate the light, replacing hue for history, each transition as subtle as the change in numbered shade. We carry them with us, dragging them behind, refusing to leave them to their native time, so focused on what is past that we stumble over present ones, ignoring their lighter burden as if their fuller color was somehow less worthy than the rose and sepia we insist on clinging to. Ironic that we claim sight of greener pastures through those rose and sepia lenses, justifying our claims and our refusal to justify them. But the green is there, we insist, swearing we can see its abundant hues, when perhaps it is merely the gentle light of the present reflecting on our past that we see. We assign arbitrary numbers to the frames and assemble them in a slideshow always left on repeat in the back of our memory, blocking new slides from forming. Desperate for some true shade of green, we allow the patina to set in and take it for beauty, ignoring the nature of its corruption, its soft shell burying the truth just beneath its green grave. Truth becomes lost in a sea of dulled shades. And though the truth is there, and we are privy to it, for after all we lived through it, we have traded that truth for a new one. One that exchanges the fear of the unknown days for the comfort of a familiar pain. For the devil you know brings comfort until you realize you are your own devil, and the comfort you thought you knew has only served to cripple you to the beauty that is the fullness of what life has been and the potentials of the spectrum that it yet still holds. If only we would pluck the rose from its pasture, if only we'd wash the sepia out, if only we would scrub the patina away, perhaps we might find the real truth which we started painting over all those years ago. That the numbers don't matter if the colors aren't real. We assign them to those rosy slides and to those sepia chips in an absurd attempt to force order into our chaotic lives. But when we turn the slideshow off and put the brushes down, the numbers disappear, and we're left with the image of life itself in every possible hue. When we stop looking at it through the tinted lens of memory and see it for the truth of what it is, we will learn that we don't lose anything but rather gain the full spectrum in all its blended beautiful and ugly and gentle and intense glory. Then just maybe we can turn around and face the future through clear lenses, stepping out of shadow's hold and into the simple warming light that holds all shades in perfect harmony. I, I'd, the end. That was... I had to Google patina because I didn't know exactly what it was. But yeah, it's a cool, cool color concept to link to that. Like the uh, the, the copper turning green mm -hmm. from oxidization. The, yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. Very good choice. That gave <laughs> the same energy that very intense and passionate pastor would when they're preaching. <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm down for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in a really good way. It gave me uh, slam poetry vibes. Yeah, yeah that oh, was yeah. more. That was more what I was kind of going for. I would. L I know that you would probably never want to, but I would love to see you perform that on a stage. To be honest, this is the first piece I have ever written that I would actually consider performing live. Like, oh, I was so good about it. Yeah, heck yeah. So descriptive, and I mean, you have you're our words guru, <laughs> anyways. But like, 
the conglomeration, I guess, is the word I'm looking for of the words that you like how you presented them, how you put them all together. Even though I was just trying to catch up with what you were saying, I still yeah. enjoyed hearing you say those words, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I want to, I mean, you better yeah. put the lyrics up or not lyrics, but you better put the script. Yeah, up I'm going to put it up that. so you guys can read it and attempt to absorb it. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is intentional yeah. to go I'm fast dumb. and fast and fast because it's supposed to have the feeling of life is going by quickly and you can't possibly remember all the stuff that you heard or learned or felt along the way. And you're just going to cling to a few words here and there that stood out to you so the way i presented it is also the same as what i'm talking about clinging to yeah. just a fraction of if you're focusing thing. and thinking on the path and you, it, the past and you can't find out what's in the future so it is yeah it's very a not true performance it's there's a narrative dissonance it's not ludo because there's not game but it is i'd have yep. to look uh, up which kind of dissonance it is yeah there's some kind of sepia was the word that stuck out for me. So I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> you're into the old Western timey stuff. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. The, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a composer. <laughs> <laughs> so the inspiration for this, I was going back through trying to find something in one of my class notes from a couple years ago about a, a poem. A couple years ago, I needed to take another literature class for my degree, and I decided to take the Bible as literature, which examines the poetry and the writing styles and all the, the literary concepts throughout the Jewish Bible, right? Like stuff from the Old Testament. And it's really interesting learning about the different poetic styles that are used and repeated in imagery over and over and over and over and over again. So if you strip the religion away from it and look at it from purely uh, linguistic and writing effect, there's it's mind-blowing. There's just so much there to it. So we had to write all these papers throughout the semester that were about poems that were somehow related to or lined up with different books of the Old Testament. And I saw in my notes when I was looking for something about another poem, my teacher had made a comment that she had tried to get a poem about every single book of the Old Testament, but she never had one for the book of Numbers. And it always really bugged her because she just wanted to have something, but there just isn't anything out there. And the book of Numbers deals a lot with looking back at how life was and falsely remembering things as being good when actually maybe they weren't. So it deals a lot with that concept of nostalgia for things and, and false memory. And having the nostalgia prompt and then going and looking through that with the numbers, it just kind of like all clicked together and boom, I'm going to write this. And so that's, that's, cool. that's awesome. Bam. I know that was a long explanation. It has nothing to do with faith or religion. I think but that <laughs> at least you had a concise explanation unlike every other one that the rest of us do. <laughs> just like, well, I like You that. haven't heard mine yet. You don't know. <laughs> well, I'm assuming Liam's going to intro yours. So I do. <laughs> so if my professor ever listens to this, I'm sending you that poem so that you have an option for your students. Poem. 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 How long did it take you to write that? Oh, gosh. It kind of came in two different spurts. I wrote maybe half of it over the course of a couple of hours, just as things came to me. And then I sat on it for a while. And then 
I was like, okay, I just need to wrap this up. And then like a whole second half came out of me wrapping it up. So that took maybe another hour. It just like, I just had this inspiration. I couldn't type fast enough to get it all out. Ooh, that's a good feeling. So I think maybe all in all, I spent maybe, maybe five hours between the writing and the the going back and editing it. Nice. Maybe six. Nice. It wasn't it wasn't a whole lot. It just happened. Yeah. It like fell out of me. I find with these prompts, there's a lot of like thinking about the prompt before actually doing yes. the prompt. And then yeah, like you're saying sometimes, okay, I need to think on this before I finish it. Like there's a lot of in-between thinking <laughs> what happens. Or with Tommy and I were just like, oh, we actually have to present something. Let's write it because it's an hour well, before okay. it's due. <laughs> I just want to say I actually had a, I was, this was going to say was that I had a prompt idea of taking one of the first songs I ever quote unquote created as a child. I was like five and remastering that as like, okay, this is what I can do now. But every time I tried to touch it and make it better, it just fell apart. So I was like, I need to do something completely new. And that's what I did. Nostalgia. I before. Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like and subscribe, Patreon. <laughs> no, I hate you. <laughs> All right, Amy, Liam. Well, I was, um, I was first gonna say because some, um, I was lost basically when she was saying all that. I was, after she said nostalgia, I was like, I was out of it. I was gonna say, what are does our guest have anything to say about anything, or like especially our that last one? It was really artsy for me. I kind of. <laughs> I, I lost my way after some of the big words. <laughs> I pride myself in not reading too much. <laughs> Excellent. Mike this made is... me really sad. <laughs> and Tommy's made you laugh. We we were listening to his before uh, the podcast started, and I didn't. I wasn't trying to make fun of him, but when he said that. Yeah, after the the first line in his, we were laughing about it for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. But I heard his story a, a couple of days before, too. All right, well, that's nothing much out of him. But <laughs> Wow, takes one to know one. <laughs> there we go. This guy's a bro moment. That's a, that's a thumbs up from Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so in this next one, I don't even know. You can get anything out of this next one. She doesn't really make, she's very, th- she can make anything, unlike the other. So basically, this next one is a song? <laughs> Music? Poem? It's a story? <laughs> it's sure. a craft? It's something. <laughs> it's art. There's something was there, it was made, and it takes her back into the time where she once read this one book, and she got a really good idea from it. And then she made her, it made her think about it. And then she randomly thought of it the other day, randomly at like doing a work or something or eating pasta. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so then she worked off that, but then it has nothing to do with it. So that's my very in-depth intro. Okay. Thank you. I think that took longer than this song's going to take. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, it did. Definitely looks <laughs> like it. True definity is not a possibility. It, 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 it really upset. I love getting organ blasted. Hello, everyone. I, I, or I guess, I guess. Amy, no. I, I am not. I don't. Didn't catch a fish because I didn't even put a rod in my hand. But it, it, it. A cream cheese at cheese bagel. Bah, 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 bah. Saint Sir Doctor Michael James Gilgan the First Esquire. I, I, I. 
I'm dumb, so... If you build a man a fire, he'll be warm for a day. If you set a man on fire, he'll be warm for the rest of his life. Tommy. Tommy would be my sidekick. I, 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 I totally... I think I think that statement made me more dumb. There's... 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 There's, there's a lot. You'd be on that. She'd be racking up 100 hours in a day. Top three technologies. Number in one through three. Liam. One. Bronze. Bronze. Liam, two. Socks. Socks. <laughs> Liam, three. Milk. Tommy had a nostalgia moment for something he just did. <laughs> that was great. It was so good. That's got to be one of my favorite projects in a while. Amy, oh. I'm going to need you to make one of these every year around yeah. New Year's, and it will be our New Year's Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. Did you just like <laughs> constantly save clips throughout that were really, really bad? Yes, I did. <laughs> I had, I had every time I'm editing a podcast, I'm like, yeah, that's good. And I just save it. <laughs> and so I was like, I, so I had about a minute saved. And I was like, hey, Tom, I ran into Tommy's room. I was like, Tommy, I was like, can you make me like some techno music that's like 60 seconds long? And so the first one he made was like, kind of sad i was like no it needs to be happier it needs to be happier and he's like uh, okay and so i made it this one and i love it i'm jamming out to it a lot i want a full-blown song out of this and it worked so perfectly and I, then i just i had to move the clips all around so it wasn't you know all of tommy and all of liam and everything and originally i had i was just gonna do when I'm editing, I take like when we mess up, I just have like a bunch of those because I think they're funny <laughs> and I was going to do something with them anyways. And then I was like, no, I want to add some of those those fun things like that. My favorite was the last one was like top three technologies. I've never laughed harder, I think, when editing when I did listening to that because he was so confident. <laughs> Bronze. Milk. Socks. Socks. Milk. milk. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think her. we actually ever released that podcast, but it is still, it's one really? of my favorites. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we did. Why not? Because it wasn't a good podcast. That was the best part of the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just thought it'd be fun to to kind of go back and listen to, uh, to different down things. Lane. Yeah, a little trip down memory lane. That was good. And that was really good. We had stuff all the way from... The very first podcast that we ever did back in May of 2021, which never got released. For obvious reasons. For <laughs> obvious reasons. So we had stuff from there. Actually, that was where the, uh, organ, like, blasted. the organ Blasted came from. I knew it. <laughs> and then all the way to, I think, just like an episode or two ago. So, yeah, That's it awesome. was a lot of fun to make. And I listened to it so many times. It's so much fun because y'all are so, we're all right so after. stupid. So Yeah, that was great. so many stupid comments. I love that <laughs> Brendan and I started dying <laughs> when I started stuttering. <laughs> and then I said, I'm dumb afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really great. I actually have tears in my eyes. <laughs> Amy made me cry. You didn't, Mike. I just want to point that out. Yeah, but it's not the same type of cry, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, true. It is true. You're happy, so therefore I am not. I fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say if I have one request, Missy, if you could start saying and doing more dumb things, because I couldn't find a lot of dumb. Yeah, Missy, you're a little too intelligent for this podcast. (laughs) Don't brush your shoulders off. Too hard. (laughs) Just too hard to be prestigious. Uh, That was good. (laughs) A a lot of the stuff I found from Missy is she'll go. Um. So yeah. Like you should just done a super cut of that. That's what I do. I should have done that. When I don't know yeah. how to wrap something, I'm like, um, so yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Or you'll go, um, so yeah, so. <laughs> like it's, it's just one of the combination of the three mm-hmm. in some form. That's what that's me, you nailed it. I love how you t- you have taken out something that you, I think, have repeatedly complained about because at a certain point, you're just like, oh, gosh, I have to hear these dumb people speak all the time and stutter. <laughs> and, you t- and you made it really fun. Yeah. That's what I really like. Yeah, yeah, you turned it into an opportunity instead of something that's just a negative all the time. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I can, I can make it a yearly thing if you like. I think that would be our... hilarious. All right, so start saying dumb things. Come on, hop, hop. hop I, th- I think it should be Bro. when the quantity presents itself. Oh. Uh, Okay. Like when you have enough stuff to make another one. Oh yeah, I can do that. I can do or that. That and you just keep doing it once a year at a specific time, and then the the length of the thing changes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say I can just. It doesn't have to be on a creative prompt. I just thought it was fun because it's nostalgia. So. Oh, we could do it. It would be fun if we did it like every year. If if that was the style, do it on like the anniversary, like our anniversary of launch, July something, tenth. I think it was. Sure. sure. Whenever we do, we that, do that podcast, be like, boom, bonus. <laughs> Here's the new one. All right, there you go. <laughs> well, I could easily supply you at least that ten times over by the end of this year. I mean, a lot of them were just from you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You're you're gold when it comes to ridiculous <clears throat> things that are said. Yeah, I don't remember that that fishing one. I don't even remember what that one's from. <laughs> Oh, oh, I do. Oh, I do. I I actually listened to that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even catch fish because I didn't even have a rod in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember what most of those were from, although I remembered a couple of them like occurring, just not the context of what they occurred. But that makes it perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just hopefully our listeners will know and enjoy. (laughs) That was great. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, I remember the fish one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you re-listen to it right then and there? <laughs> no, I was rethinking life. I was like, what does a fish have to do with anything? Liam, did you have one? Did you want to go? Okay. All right, so let's roll for the next one. Two. Liam. Just got to do a little scroll through YouTube. Find the random word. Streak. Streak. All right, you heard what? it here first. Is Liam Street. watching on YouTube? <laughs> Streak. <laughs> Streak. So if anybody listening has participated in this creative prompt, we would love to hear what you did. You can hit us up, 1L2N Productions, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, YouTube. I think I already said that. Twitter. Well, I think that's Twitter, although Twitter's a hot mess right now, but that's a whole other discussion. And you can also visit us on our website, which is 1L2NProductions.com, and you can submit your prompts over there. And as you heard it here first, our next creative prompt word is streak. So prepare thine selves for whatever that's going to be. Well, so today what I want to talk about is, and we had talked about this previously and there was miscommunication on my part, my apologies, but we are going to talk about the intros and like intro songs to all of the medias 
Opening credits. Opening credits. Thank you. The opening credits to all of the medias. Although you can't really have opening credits to a book because there's not really music to a book unless you're listening to a pot audio book. I think it's a little different. But if you guys got one, please share it. The preface for a book? Yeah, I was going to say a forward or a... Well, yeah. Oh, true, I guess. The prologue. Prologue. Excellent. Yeah, that, I guess I, I wasn't thinking about that. I guess so. But you I weren't guess in, thinking. This, are you surprised? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Exactly. Anyway. Anyways... I'm going to start it off. One of my favorite intros. I really like the intro to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've, I've actually heard it. I've never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, although here it's good. I hear the the credits are familiar enough, which I guess is a good sign, right? Like, I, yeah. if I heard that song by itself, I don't know if I would necessarily associate it with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but at least I know. When you say it, like, oh, yes, I understand that. I think, I mean, I just think it's fun and catchy. I really enjoy it. And so it's, it's, I don't mind watching it and listening to it every time rather than skipping. It, you which know, I think you is just a good sign. brought me to like a, a nostalgic part with this where I was thinking about sitcoms from like the 80s and 90s that were very family oriented, like a full house or family matters or any of the ones that you would see on like, you know, TGIF or something. Yeah, and then how they are, they all sound the exact same. Like every intro mm-hmm. song is the exact same style. It's like, okay, somebody is obviously writing in the TV intro genre. Like that is their their scoring yeah. medium. But nowadays, I feel like you never hear anything like that at all. That yes. that kind of genre does not exist anymore. Yeah. Well, that I know of. I don't watch that kind of stuff. I so will maybe. counter that by saying it exists in its own form. Whereas, and I'm sure multiple people will bring stuff up from HBO, but HBO is very good at the the intro song and they all kind of have their own, I mean, obviously it's different songs and it's different graphics or whatever, but HBO is very, very good at doing intro songs and it all, I don't want to say starts to feel the same, but it all kind of has the same vibe. Like Game of Thrones and Westworld, for instance, I love both of those intros, and I'm sure other people do here, too. Go ahead, Tommy. It is the same composer, so he has a very similar style. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Westworld and House of the Dragon, also very similar. What? Because, okay, all right. (laughs) I was trying to make a point that a lot of, uh, I'm trying to make conversation here, and you're just like, hey, Amy, shut up. No, we're not like, shut up. We're like, look at how stupid Amy is. She doesn't know. (laughs) Mike loves. Hello, and welcome to One LCM Podcast. Mike loves making me cry. Super stupid podcast. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for listening. It it is an interesting thing to think about. Like, a specific composer can really have a style that makes that sound very similar like you pointed out with Westworld or you know Game of Thrones without even thinking about it you know his style is it's you're like oh yes it's him and it's uh I think Liam and I looked at it it it's like it's literally Dijawati I I think it is exactly that like yeah Uh, well I gotta I gotta remember Ramin Dijawati I think it is he's very very talented oh extremely so I guess but you can he brings that dark intense to any of his intros. Since, since we're already here, we might as well just talk about the Game of Thrones and House of Dragons intros being different every week for the most part, mm-hmm. but the same music, which is yes. an interesting way to keep people watching. I personally don't watch it 
anymore. I watched The House of Dragons once. I was like, okay, I get it. Like the intro. It was a lot more subtle. Yeah, Liam and Missy, you watch it every episode, right? Mm -hmm. I liked the Game of Thrones intro because it showed the places that you were going to see throughout the show that week which yeah. i i enjoyed so it was fun because like, oh they're gonna show this though they're gonna show this oh this is great okay we're gonna get more of this story which i thought was like a fun little teaser that they had whereas like i don't really i don't really care about the house of dragons and trump just like cool music heard it before click next with uh game of thrones though it was also the exciting the excitement you felt when they revealed a new place you'd never been before or didn't yes. know what it was and you're like oh mm, what's that's true. that yeah, that that is true because you're like, oh my gosh, teasers! But this is exciting, mm. and and the music is always so epic. So you're like, it's okay to keep listening because there's something visual and auditorial that's like stimulating about it altogether. Want to say I'm not really a fan of long intros in general. I usually skip past almost all of them, especially if they're not visually entertaining. The ones that I usually did not skip was for Breaking Bad because it was so quick, which to me was <laughs> super refreshing. I was so glad that it was, you know, 10 seconds long. But I think that they did it better in Better Call Saul because not only was it just as quick with an intro, but every week it was a well, not every week, but it was a different visual, I think in every episode of the season and i think they reused those visuals so they'd have some like really weird cinematography aspect to it which was just totally encapsulated the theme of the show and it just rotated so it was also a quick intro that was different which was very fun there's a, a few short intros and a few long intros i really like i love barry's super super short intro it's like not even five seconds at most. It's that blast of jazz. And I I think it's also used as like this fun comedic timing as well that Bill Hader loves to just immediately cut to the intro. Yeah. But I love when they would do silent intros or they would cut it even quicker because then you would know, okay, something's about to go down. Like a lot of the third season, if I'm not mistaken, is just silent intros. It's just like Barry and then it moves on and you're like, okay, <laughs> it's a little serious. I, I really like this one as well. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not a great show, a guilty pleasure, really, if I'm honest. But every season they would have this really, really, really fun new graphic. And all it was, it was like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, I think, zooming in towards you. I think that was it. But it was just a really fun, like high fidelity graphic that would come towards you. And you'd be like, oh, so this season's going to be themed off of this now or it's like something spacey or something time related. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was fun enough to keep me like, OK, I'm just going to watch it because it's only five seconds. Now, however, my favorite intro of all time, without a doubt, is Firefly, mm. the Ballad of Serenity. Uh. Uh, you can't take the sky from me. I mean, that man's voice is just on another level and you can't skip it because I love singing along. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun every time. It wouldn't change. Nothing in the graphics would change. It's just like such a solid song that I have to listen to it every time. And I'll, I'll, the last one, I haven't even seen the TV show. I, I don't know if you mentioned it, Mike. My brain went blank. Did you mention Succession? Damn it. No. I was going to say that one. Yeah. Um, okay. That is on, I think, at least three of us now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's all I have. I think there's another HBO show that I'm forgetting. Anyways, Missy, do you have something? Well, Succession is, I think, one of the best musical intros. I hate the show. It makes me seize with rage. I think it is some of the worst People. show I've ever seen. But the intro is just so good. Like, mm, yeah. oh, so beautiful. It's a, it's it a just, great song. I hum it to myself all the time. 
And then I get angry because I think about the stupidity of the script. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a comedy. I hate that show <laughs> so much. Missy gets angry. If, easy. <laughs> if you're looking for a really, really, really short intro, though, uh, another one would be Lost. It's just the word Lost floating across oh, the screen with yeah. super eerie music going on, and it's less than 10 seconds. There, there is one show that might be my favorite intro, and I never skipped it. And it, it's again, it's another HBO show, and it's Peacemaker. Uh-huh. It has <gasps> one of the most entertaining, over the top, ridiculous intros that I've ever seen. So ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I remember watching it, and I was going, like, what? Why is this so robotic for all the dancing? And what is with the music? And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, this perfectly happening? sets the tone for the rest of the show. And it's so much fun to watch. So. Yep. It looked like it was John Cena's first dance lesson ever. And that's that's what I got to me. It's so good. See, that's what I thought. But what I really think, I think that it was probably more directed like, I want you to dance like a robot. I want mm-hmm. you to have your like completely. Yeah. It, in fact, I think it's probably even more because if you watched any of John Cena ever wrestling, it's not like mm-hmm. he is a robot. He's very fluid. Yeah, he's very fluid. And so doing this dancing, it just looks so bad. So and weird. that's what's so entertaining about it. I love it. It's like that deer in the headlight look like I was about to murder someone and you caught me. So here I'm going to dance yeah. instead. But also getting to see Robert Patrick dance in that was just the icing on the All of it is just so funny. Yeah, it perfectly encapsulates the tone that the show is going for, which is very difficult, I believe, in intros. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If we're also talking about Vince Gillian, then we should talk about X-Files having (sighs) not a new intro every week, but they would have a phrase that kind of clued you into mm-hmm. like what was going to be going yeah. on and didn't it, it wasn't every single week because yeah. they would keep repeating things over and over but every once in a while you'd have like what the hell what's happening yeah. just went through that series recently as well so back to back to back i was like oh that's different oh that's different i only remember five of these there's like a hundred of them another amazing intro which is just such a great show which i 100 percent recommend to everybody specifically here mike uh is the 100 i was gonna say that it's such a good intro 100 has a great intro and it changes i know it changes every single season though i think every now and then it will change within the season too i believe it does yeah yeah and it shows you just different parts and pieces of the world that you will eventually see or might have some kind of relation with whatever's going on the 100 it, it shows you just this desolate world that's been destroyed and especially oh and then when it when it switches to season six because of of reasons it just it it looks beautiful all the <laughs> yeah. time. The whole show. I it is. I remember so all of us gathering around to look at the intro for season six. Like we were all so excited for that intro. Oh yeah, that's how you know it's a good intro. Yeah, <laughs> I like it because ultimately the show is like a sci-fi show, even though the majority of it is not a sci-fi show. And so I like that the intro gives that sort of like naturalistic sci-fi feel. It kind of combines the two and it really sets you up that it's like, hey, it is kind of a sci-fi show. We have sort of that technology feel to it, but it's also like, hey, most of it takes place on Earth technology-less. So I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. And I, I think it's unique and different 
Although I'm sure that there's are there's others out there that are very similar. But yeah, that was that was definitely on my list. So if you didn't say Liam, I was going to. So good job. By far my favorite intro might not be the best intro, because obviously is Game of Thrones intro is the best one. But my personal favorite intro has gotta be Narcos. It's just such a beautiful it's a it's, it's an amazing song that has these amazing visuals that show you the state of Colombia and the world during the 80s and 90s, the 70s through 90s, during the huge drug war that was going on between America and Colombia and all these drug lords. It's very stunning with such a, a, a peaceful, beautiful song in the background that, that off puts you from what's really going on that is absolutely terrible to everybody involved. Do you prefer cold opens or just regular credits first i know it's very situational cold open is just like a scene before the credits right yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think a cold open only works when it's something important or a big episode or like a season finale or season beginner i don't think it should be done every single episode but when it's something big or something that will come in I think it really works for that. Though, Amy's probably about to mention what Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, I am about to mention Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine because we did already talk about this. I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine's Cold Opens because it's specifically a comedy show. And I think that the comedy of their cold opens really helps to flow throughout the rest of the show. So I actually don't mind Brooklyn Nine-Nine's cold opens because the show is so enjoyable to watch because it's so funny. You get a little bit more of them. Sometimes it relates, sometimes it doesn't. But I really, really enjoy the those particular cold opens. You're right. I don't think every show needs a cold yeah. open. I do think it works better for comedy uh, a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, it, it, say not just comedy, though. It really works on TV as opposed to streaming services or or watching it, you know, in like a DVD or whatever. These openings are your hooks, right? When you're on TV and then it goes to a commercial break. So with your dramas, your actions or whatever, like there's an opening cliffhanger and then it does the intro and it, while the intro is going you're thinking about what just happened what just happened what just happened and then it cuts to commercial but now you've been thinking about it all that time they're like well i have to stick around and keep watching it instead of flipping to something else so it the format you're watching it in is very important to whether or not those openings are necessary if you're just watching something on like netflix you don't necessarily need an opening although it can still give you a moment to absorb the whoa what just happened i i do i think that it could it can work in dramas a little bit to to pause regardless of whether the medium is but i do agree i think that on television it worked really well to kind of hook you it depends upon how long there is between the opening credits and then the commercial break on television, which, you know, most people aren't watching in that format anymore. Notable cold, cold openings. It can also have an action sequence to get you excited, like James Bond mm-hmm. films. Every James mm-hmm. Bond film, I think, has That's a true. cold open that doesn't usually directly relate to the plot. Or if it does, it's like minor. It's more mm-hmm. of just like, look at James Bond being, you know. James, James Bond Bondi being <laughs> yeah. sexy yeah. yeah, or and getting into some kind of trouble. Yeah. There's car chase. There's gunshots. Yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. So that's no, a good example. No. The, visually, the music, eh, who cares? But visually. Oh, yeah. They, there's two things about it. One, at the end of every single opening, like credit opening, it's different. 
every single episode. Yeah, and you like they guy. have to come That's up good. something new, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and they've come up with something new, and then probably thousands at this point. E- yeah, <laughs> and then each season they kind of tack on. Now, uh, granted, I haven't watched it in several years, so I don't know if they still do it, but they would tack on a little bit more to the opening instead of completely redoing the opening. So you'd get like a little bit more of the town or a little bit more of the characters that are involved in their lives frequently instead of just this really short thing like after multiple seasons you've got this entire thing going on throughout Springfield. I thought it was one of the first shows I remember changing things up every single episode for their opening. We can't ignore them when we're talking about openings. Yeah, you're not wrong. Notable mention for just like great intro songs for a TV show, The Olympics. Well, like the- just because it's also we will sit there and watch three hours of an opening intro and it's like i mean you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) but that was just a notable mention because we all love the olympics i thought i'd throw that out there anyways i actually just today i know this is a little like side trail but i heard the uh chariots of fire play on the radio for some reason yeah you know it's on a classical station which is the Olympic song. Dum, bum, 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 it took me bum. a moment. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, It is amazingly cheesy. When you go back <laughs> yes. and listen to it, mm-hmm. it, it, yes. it is so, it was made in 81, and it is <laughs> definitely a product of that time. And there's like mm-hmm. 10 synths going on at once. And it's all, I think it was just like one person with a bunch of keyboards that made it. I would like to hear a orchestral version of it. So I am now putting that on my to listen to list thank you for letting have that dribble what would we consider like a video game credit music would we consider that like main menu music or literally the opening cutscene? the best well okay there's there's two really really great video game intros that i would say they're both by bethesda games the absolute favorite that i've ever had was skyrim because when i usually when you play video games you load it up and it's like hey here is this you know, this company that made it and that company, it's NVIDIA and it's AMD and here's how you play it on this and here's the Havoc engine and all these like like flash cards before you get to the title screen and then you hit play and then it slowly goes in. With Skyrim, it just like comes up with this logo for Bethesda and it sort of fades out and it's like boom and it comes up with another logo and it fades out, boom, boom. And then it just has the, the whole start screen like fade in and it's so, so simple compared to what every other video game did. I loved it. I, when I first played it, which was almost 11 years ago now, I thought it was like one of the most genius, simple ways to set the tone and go right in. It's true. But I think my favorite video game intro ever is Prey, which is mm. 2017, because you are kind of doing a cold open, kind of not, but you get in this helicopter to fly around the city to another spot, and you are just sitting in it looking around, and this really great music by Mick Gordon's going on in the background and you can see the intro is kind of like on a building. It just gives the title card. It's like Bethesda Softworks presents. And then another building you go to is Prey and in association with this. And it's just, it's a cool way of doing an intro. So I don't, I don't really remember a lot of video game intros. Like I remember the games and playing them, but I don't like, there's nothing that really sticks out for me except, and I, we already talked about this on two weeks ago podcast or whatever when we were talking about intros 
in general, but the the God of War one where you just kind of go right in and you're automatically playing it. That's the only one that sticks out to me. And I didn't even play that game. I just watched Tommy and Mike both play that game. Well, I was going to kind of mention that. But I mean, I absolutely uh, tackled that. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. When we did our previous one, it, it's kind of it's opening credits, but it's also you're playing the game. Yeah. So I was, I, was, I personally wasn't going to mention it again because I loved well, it a lot. I don't know what you and said, but I will say it, for, <laughs> for me, it's it's definitely one of the most instantaneously gripping ways of making you like want to continue that story yeah. the way yeah. it's written which at some point we'll go into comparing that and, and writing styles specifically i want to talk about house of the dragon at some point of not telling you everything and just letting you make those connections yourself which i think is so much more satisfying than mm. handing it to you yeah and yeah. god of war did yeah. not do that it slowly reveals oh. a story to you and then by that midpoint in the game, that I think might be one my favorite like video game moment of the year when you're just like, oh yes, this is happening. It's such a it's a cool twist. So I have a a lot of I'm gonna kind of speed through them, but the one I want to talk about is GTFO. It's it's kind of like a, a hardcore stealth cooperative game that Brennan and I love playing together. And the intro for that is after you got done picking all your gear, you basically press like launch and then the screen instantaneously fades to you waking up and then you're getting pushed forward with three other people also getting pushed forward to the middle and then it just drops you into pitch black and your character goes <gasps> and like that lo- the, the entire loading screen is you dropping on the elevator. So that's the entire loading screen and then it starts slowing down and then you get put right into the level. It's like such a great way to hide a loading screen and also have a fantastic intro to the level. Two specific main menu music, like when you just launch a game, you're listening to music. Hades, oh my goodness. The composer for that, I was like, this is going to be a good game when you hear a good intro song. And Nuclear Throne, both of those set the tone immediately, which I feel like is hard to do for a game. Immediately what the game is, the vibe you're going to get out of it, like the entire feel for it. I love both of those intro songs. I'll say two more notable mentions thinking about like that sort of immediately setting the feel would be Doom 2016 where you wake up and then immediately have a gun and it's just like, all right, start killing these demons, (laughs) you know, Breath of the Wild when you come out of that tomb and then you just look (sighs) and it pauses for a second, gives that title card. It's just it tells you right then this is for you to explore. Yeah. One more thing that I want to talk about which is, I guess, technically a TV show, but not really. You hate me all you guys want. Critical Role's Campaign 2 intro song. It, you are not wrong. It is so good. <laughs> That's a banger. It is so, so good. They didn't have it at first. They had a, a different one, and then I think it was, you know, like 30 episodes in or something like that. They came out with it, and it is just so epic, and it's so nerdy, and they eventually have... They have the song, but then they have a like a cartoon that goes with it. And it's really cool because it's all the characters that everybody plays. And mm-hmm. it does actually change throughout as you, you know, watch it the throughout the campaign. It doesn't change it's too very much. Few it's just, times. I think it's like three or four. Yes, but it's still fun, like because when you when it does change, you're like, oh, the intro is different, you know. And and yeah. uh, I, I remember when I watched that 
for the first time, I listened to it every single time because I was obsessed. And then I watched it again. And I still listen to the intro song every time because it's just such a good song. And it's so epic. I think it's called Your Turn to Roll. (laughs) So if you guys haven't listen to it you should definitely listen to it because it's still i think fantastic even if you've never seen any of the any of critical role i think i actually made you listen to it Missy. you did (laughs) (laughs) i was like what am i listening to and then i went back and listened to it again (laughs) yeah because it's good it's good there here's a book and this is this is a ridiculous one back when john stewart was host of the daily show he made a book called america democracy in action was it was one word in action play on words hey it's a funny book anyway there is a forward in there by thomas jefferson and it is about like how awesome america is and it is so funny that entire book was hysterical and there's a teacher's edition of it too which has like notes for teachers and extra content and stuff so that was probably one of my favorite forwards for a book i've ever read because it was so over the top you gave that book when you were done with it to me and I have since passed it on to Liam. I don't know if he's read it, but what is it called again? It's called America. America. Oh, America. A Citizen's Guide to Democracy yeah. in Action. So before I got interrupted like three times, I have a couple intros. He, uh, he, we he going in with a full sass. Yeah. We never heard, we any never of heard this. anything. This is why we want you to have your camera on so we can see when you want to talk, you dingus. <gasps> First off, back when Amy said the uh, Olympic one, I wanted to immediately jump in and be like, the NFL Fox theme has a great <laughs> intro. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. True. Fine. You win. Can you play amazing. it for me right now? Like with your mouth? <laughs> and the other intro was back when somebody i don't remember who but somebody mentioned video games i was gonna say um the last of us the first one the last of us i never played it but i watched it uh, i watched someone else play it and it is an amazing terrifying intro that puts you straight into the story it's like a 10 20 minute intro mm. you straight into the story of like this father and this daughter and they're, they're just chilling and then i don't know where a zombie apocalypse happens and they're now like having to quickly escape like the city like being completely destroyed and eating itself alive and it's very intense and very terrifying and you can feel like the true desperation because they don't know what's going on they just know something's happening in the beginning he had to like kill his neighbor or something and it was like whoa and at the end of it it's really sad because one of the people die and it makes you really sad But it is amazing intro. And I recommend you guys to like I, to watch a like 10, 20 minute intro I, right now. I probably won't watch it because I know it's going to get a PC port. And it is it is like one game that I absolutely want to play because I hear yeah, the story I for really that part two. I know the story for both of them, but I still hear that it like hits you in the gut with its story. And I just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I want it. Yeah, I, I definitely want to play them. Was there another thing that you wanted to bring up? I think there was, but it wasn't as important because I forgot it. <laughs> Got him. So I have Cut yourself. One more. One more? I'll give you two more. On TV, the Law and Order collection. Bum 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 bum. It's become so iconic, right? You hear that noise and you immediately associate. But the thing that stands out to me is they have so many different Law and Order shows, and the opening credit music is a variation of the original Law and Order, but it's kind of 
twisted a little bit and made unique to that show. And on top of that, really carries the theme that's going on in that show. It it just sets the mood perfectly while still, in a way, playing the music. I'm convinced that when they were composing the song for the other versions of Law & Order, they just had somebody play the Law & Order theme and they messed up and hit the wrong note. They're like, perfect, keep it. All right, we'll go (laughs) and just keep playing. (laughs) Like, oh, wait, that works. Yeah. And of course, the last one that we can't forget to mention, our intro song. It's so beautiful and wonderful. It's probably the best ever. So to end on a strong note, intros are great. Make sure you have a great intro to make us continue watching the rest of your show. Make it memorable. Change up your intro every week to keep us coming back or have really spectacular music to keep us listening to it and if you can combine those together yeah and then keep it short because i don't care about your intros they're all stupid (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you guys taking your time to listen to our shenanigans we would love to hear from you did you create a creative prompt for nostalgia we want to hear it again 1l2n productions on twitter instagram youtube and reddit or you can visit us at 1l2nproductions.com and if you like what we're doing you want to help show your support and we actually do over on our patreon have sneak peeks of of the creative prompts before we put them out on the podcast so you can join us over there for a little sneak peek so you can see those ahead of time start jamming out to some songs and stuff that we have or get sad so go over or get sad either way it depends on what I decide to put up but if you want to help support us head on over to our Patreon that would be much appreciated and the last word of the day goes to Brendan take it away the best intro I've ever had was coming out of the womb it was a lot brighter Thank <laughs> you.